Hello and welcome to the Cisco Kid from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Here's adventure. Here's romance. Here's the famous Robin Hood of the Old West. Cisco, he's safe. He's getting closer. He's playing Pancho the Cisco Kid. The Cisco Kid in our exciting story, Swindle at Steamboat Springs. A steep winding road from Denver over the top of the Rockies crosses the Continental Divide and drops rapidly to the picturesque town of Steamboat Springs. The quiet good manners of the town today speak well for its friendly, hospitable citizens. But in the 1870s, none of this was evident on the noisy, muddy main street of the bustling little village. Silver had been discovered in its vicinity, and many of the drifters, gamblers, and gunmen on the frontier headed for the new silver strike. As our story opens, a wagon and team carries two of the shrewdest of these outlaws toward town. Look yonder, Link Kroger. Let your eyes feast upon the busy activity of the thriving little metropolis. Things are sure hell in Steamboat Springs, Abby. The town's ripe for a neat swindle. What setup will we use? Yeah, such a momentous decision requires momentary concentration. We'll have to split up and go into town separately like we always do. I'll ride the saddle horse tied behind the wagon. Naturally. Now to ponder the proper method of fleecing the sheep. How about the diamond ring swindle? No, no, I think not, Link, my boy. That would necessitate our vacating this fair city with a degree of promptness. And since the silver strike, an odor of great opportunity emanates from Steamboat Springs. Besides, we used the diamond ring swindle back in Denver. Somebody may know about it. Well, that's right, Tommy. Well, what swindle are we going to use, mastermind? Why not the steel helmet worn by Hernando Cortez when he invaded Mexico? What the hell are you talking about? The one we got from that opera company which went broke and was stranded in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, the one with the Spanish writing on it. Well, what do we do with it? I will approach the local yokel of a merchant and explain that due to a temporary lack of funds, I am willing to part with one of my most valued treasures. The helmet worn by Cortez. Look, Darby, even your persuasive talk isn't going to convince him to buy it. I have no intention he should. My objective is to have him display that valuable piece of merchandise for a possible sale. Well, then what? I will inform the little pigeon that we will share and share alike in whatever profit he receives from the sale over my original investment of, uh, uh, $1,000. I begin to see how the key fits the lock. I go into the storekeeper and offer him 2000 for the helmet. 3000 3000 for a hunk of iron that costs us $2. <laughs> the consummate greed of the yokel will prove to be his undoing. He will pay me the 1000 himself, so he will not have to split his anticipated profit. <laughs> He'll be a mite surprised when he finds out I'm not going to buy it. How sad a commentary on human nature. You know, Link, actually, we are benefactors to mankind. We'll be teaching him a lesson he richly deserves and sorely needs. And we'll pocket a thousand beautiful dollars. Where the steamboat?
steamboat, Cisco. What steamboat, Pancho? In Red Springs, too. What springs are you talking about, Pancho? The springs of the steamboat. That's the name of the town, no? See? The town is named Steamboat Springs, Pancho. Uh, where the steamboat? Where the springs? Pancho, not see them nowhere in the town. Besides, how could they get a steamboat way up here in the mountains? We'll find out all about the town's name after we have been here for a while. I want to stop at the general store for some ammunition. Barnes, you go with you. There's the store over there, no? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since the silver strike, the population of this town must have tripled itself. See, they come all over just to dig in the ground. They're local. That little store certainly has a lot of merchandise. See, with all these people here, they've got to carry a lot of different things. Uh-oh. That senor, senor, has got to be mad. No, what's about Ebenezer? Now, you tend to your own business and tend to these customers. Yes, Elvira. What is this, senor and senora? What is this, senor and senora? Oh, howdy. My husband will sell you anything you want to buy. You remember what I told you, Ebenezer? I have to do everything around here. Tend to the stock. Take care of the orders. Do the cooking. How about Bobby ever stands about home living? Chihuahua. That's senora like a Texas tornado. Pancho. Yes. I need a box of forty-five caliber ammunition, senor. Uh, what kind of ammunition, mister? Forty-five caliber, senor. Oh, yeah. Now, let me see. Should be... No. Now, where was it last? Perhaps under the counter, senor. Oh, yeah. How do you know? Here you are. How much do I owe you, uh, senor? Uh... Doolittle. Name's Ebenezer Doolittle. Well, I ain't going to charge these outlandish prices of ours that marked. Five dollars for a box of ammunition. She can't charge folks so much. Just because they're over a barrel and can't get stuff nowhere else. That's why you and the senora are not about... Pancho, it's none of our business. Don't ask such questions. Well, Cisco, this senor, a good hombre. Pancho like to do what Cisco always does, help him with his trouble. Uh, I'm afraid there ain't no help for me, Cisco, but I sure like talking to Pancho. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't get much chance to talk when Elvira's around. Yes, yes, senor, do nothing. Pancho, you know how you feel. What are the troubles about? Well, nice eastern fellow come in here with that fine steel helmet. To... Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. That is the kind worn by the conquistadores when they first landed on this continent. Well, I found to see them back in Arizona, the mission. Well, what do you know? Mm-hmm. That dude Easterner said this is the one worn by Cortez himself during the invasion of Mexico. He did a fact. Yeah? That's what he said. <laughs> and he told me if I could sell the helmet, we'd split the profit anything I got over what it cost them. Now, I'm doing that fellow a favor, and we stand a chance to make a fair and honest profit. Now, don't you think Elvira could see that? Well, I should think so, senor. Yeah. Instead, she tears into me for cutting up a store with junk, she says. Says nobody be fool enough to pay $1,000 for that silly contraption. Ebenezer, uh, Ebenezer, do a little. Uh, Ain't you finished waiting on them customers yet? Yes, Elmer, I am. Well, thanks very much for your purchase, sir. But I did not pay you yet, senor. How much for the cartridges? The uh, price on that box is plainly marked. Says $5. Five dollars is a lot for that box of ammunition, senora. Well, that's my price. Now, you take it or leave it. Uh, I ain't standing behind this counter for my health, you know. Elvira... You shut your tater cap, Ebenezer. Standing there a-gabbing about that fool helmet. Instead of collecting the money like you ought mm, a very fine helmet, senora. You like the helmets of the conquistadores. Fine to see you back in the mission. And you and Cisco, Cisco tells you. Cisco? Uh-huh. Cisco kid? Cisco kid. senora do little. Oh, well, I might have known this worthless husband of mine take up with the worst saddle tramps in this here territory. Mother, me, Cisco, the senora take that shotgun from the wall. Well, momento, senora. 
What do you think you are doing? Oh, I've heard about the kind of bandit that this go kid is. And I'm a warning you. Turn right around. March out of here before I let go with both barrels of this here shotgun. We don't want your kind or your trade around here. And if you come back again, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you and I'll kill you. <laughs> You look positively prosperous, Link, my boy. <laughs> Wait until you meet Mr. Doolittle. The naive little lamb pleads to be fleeced. We'll see. We shouldn't be together, Darby. There's the store across the street. Yeah, among all these people, there's slight chance we'll be noticed, Link. However, I'll await your successful return down the street so we won't be seen together. Good luck. My name's Link Kroger, ma'am. I'm from St. Louis. I'm interested in antiques, objects of art. Well, we got nothing like that around here, Mr. Kroger. Now, I can sell you a side of salt pork or a barrel of flour, but we got nothing like that. Uh, now, wait a minute, Elvary. What about the helmet? Oh, nonsense, Ebenezer. This gentleman's an antique collector, not a junk collector. Well, now, what helmet? May I see it, please? Yeah. Oh, this way. Yeah. Here it is. Hmm. Well... Well, yes, an excellent example of the type worn by the conquistadores during the invasion of Mexico. Yeah, that's right, mister. That's a helmet worn by Cortez himself. That might very well be. Yeah. The maker of helmets worn by those Spanish explorers is a name well known to us art dealers. Yeah, here, the, the, the name's inside, mister. Go ahead. Uh, look. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Antonio Gonzalez. This is it. Mr. Doolittle, I'm a man of prompt action. I don't want to quibble about the price. I'll give you $3,000 for this helmet. Uh, $3,000? That's what I said, $3,000. Oh, mister, you made a deal. Uh, well, I'd like to polish uh, that helmet before right, you... Oh, that'll be it. fine. I have a bank draft in my wallet. I'll have to cash it to pay you. I'll be back this afternoon. You do that, Miss Kroger. It'll be ready in a How did you fare? Well, let's get out of here. They'll see us from the store. Not a chance unless they walk out on the street. And they're too busy figuring a way to make me accept a thousand dollars. What's the matter, Link? Why did you stop? Those two hombres riding down the street. What about them? The one in black on the big horse. That's the Cisco kid. I owe him something for rounding me out of Santa Fe. Well, keep that gun in your holster, Link. You can't shoot him down here in the street. I can if you and I pretend to have an argument. When I kill Cisco, it'll be an accident. I'll say I was really aiming at you. But he's liable to get you first. Not if you go for your gun when Cisco gets close to us. That'll draw his attention and leave me free to put a bullet through his head. And it may just be that Link Kroger's unexpected scheme will be the cause of Cisco's death. In just a moment, we turn to the Cisco Kid. <laughs> Back to the Cisco Kid in our gripping story, Swindle at Steamboat Spring. To swindle Ebenezer Doolittle and his wife Elvira out of some money, Darby, Jared, and Link Kroger leave a fake antique with Ebenezer. When Cisco and Poncho stop in the store, Elvira chases them away at the point of a gun upon learning Cisco's identity. Link goes to the store to complete the swindle. 
Elvira's greed causes her to fall into the trap set by Darby. Link leaves, and as he and Darby are walking down the street, he sees Cisco and Poncho. Unaware of the death waiting for them, Cisco and Poncho now ride toward Link's trap. Look, Cisco, the trouble starting down the street. Eh, uh, Poncho, that big hombre. We know him. See, si, Cisco, he's the one who run out of San Jose when he tried to see the store on the back there. Uh, what the coyote's his name? Link Kroger. Link Kroger, huh? He's trying to prod that little hombre into a gunfight. I'm going to take a hand, Pancho. Oh, there, oh, look, oh, no. oh, oh. Sir, for that insult you have paid me, you will pay with your life. And the little hombre go for his gun. Bueno, you shoot the gun out of the little one's hands, Cisco. Look out, that Link Kroger. Your dry coach will not work, Link Kroger. You got a surprise coming, Cisco. I'm going to finish with my fist. I started with my gun. You are in for a surprise, you widow. And you have to remember that if you ever try a dry gulch again, you will get a beating. But first, then, this. You should have used your gun to kill me when you had a chance, Cisco. Because that's what I'm going to do when I get the chance. And I will. It is, dear lady, the bill of sale for the helmet of Cortez, made out to Mrs. Elvira Doolittle, and signed, sealed, and delivered by yours truly, Darby Jarrett. And here's your thousand dollars, Mr. Jarrett. Money all there? To the last centime, Mrs. Doolittle. You are now the sole owner of that fine helmet. <laughs> and now that it's mine, I don't mind telling you. <laughs> I outfoxed you on a business deal. Why, what do you mean, dear lady? I already got a customer for this helmet. He's going to pay me $3,000 for it. <laughs> oh, no, man. Right, now, that ain't, that ain't fair. By right, uh, half the profits belong to you, Mr. Jarrett. No, 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 Mr. Doolittle. Your wife and I transacted a legitimate piece of business. Well? <laughs> I'm afraid she's quite right. She did outsmart me. Well, I must wend my way elsewhere. I bid you a fine farewell. Well, now that's how a real gentleman acts, Ebenezer. Yeah, you still had an order took advantage of him, Elvira. I was able to scrimp up the thousand dollars to pay him because of my way of doing business, not yours. If I listened to you, we'd be in the poorhouse the rest of our lives. Yours, Senora Doolittle. I have to tell you something that may be of a great importance to you. Stand where you are, you Cisco kid. shotgun against Cisco. I'm giving you one last chance to listen for your own sake, senora. That little Aubrey may be trying to swindle you. And I'm giving you one last chance to get out of here for your own sake. Elvira. Now get before I blast you both out of your boots. That's just good time we leave this town. You stay here a week now, and those mavericks not try anything yet. I wonder what kind of deal they made with Senor Doolittle uh, about that helmet. Maybe since they're working together, just like when they try to draggle you. Perhaps you can find out from Senor Doolittle. Mm -hmm. There he is in front of his store. What is this, Senor Doolittle? What is this, Senor? Oh, hello, Cisco Pancho. As you say, I sure appreciate it if you'd stop in a minute. Well, what can we do for you, senor? See, we like to help you. Hey, I, I've been trying to get out to your camp all week, but Elvira wouldn't let me go. Cisco, 
We've been swindled. You have, senor. Uh, the Spanish helmet? Well, uh, no, I ain't going to tell you. I'm going to make her do it herself. The senora threatened us twice with that shotgun, senor. She made it clear she does not want our help. Well, she'll do no such thing this time, Cisco. Uh, we really do need your help. Uh, please, uh, come on in, will you? All right, senor. Lead the way. Maybe it's better we leave the door open so Pons can get out of here in the hurry if the senora go for the shotgun again. Oh, I wouldn't do anything like that, Pancho. <laughs> I'm, I'm truly sorry I did it before. Why the sudden change of heart, senora? Well, you see, the thousand dollars we scrimped and saved and then paid out to Darby Jarrett for that uh, <coughs> helmet. You mean the helmet of the conquistadors? It's right here, no? Yep. That's it, all right, Pancho. It belongs to us now. You mean... You paid Darby Jarrett $1,000 of your money for that helmet? Yes, Cisco. That's the foolish thing I've done. Uh, you see, Link Kroger come in here and offered me $3,000 for it. Oh, it was all my fault, Cisco. If I'd have listened to Ebenezer, we'd still have our money. I understand. Yeah. Kroger and Jarrett only wanted to swindle you out of the thousand dollars. Yeah, the Link Kroger not going to buy it all the time. <laughs> the pound you let me try on this helmet. Huh? <laughs> it may find you feel like the Grand Caballero. Two time pounds. But Pancho, I can give him no. Well, no, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. Not, take it easy, Pancho. Here, here, let me try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ow, ow, ow. You hurt, Pancho. But, Cisco, Cisco, take off the helmet. Not pull on the helmet, Cisco. Can I get it off that way? Cisco, Cisco, what about Pancho? Wait, Senora, give me that pair of scissors. Oh, well, them scissors won't cut through steel, Cisco. No, but they will cut the leather liner inside the helmet, and then we'll be able to get it off. Cisco, you better be careful with the scissors. Easy, Pancho. Watch me, watch my ears. All right, all right, all right, Pancho. Yeah, you are not hurt. Gracias, Cisco, gracias. You say Pancho's life again. Look there, Cisco. That paper fell out of the helmet when you got it off Pancho's head. I know, senora. Well, it looks like a map, Cisco. There. It's got foreign writing on it. Foreign only to you, senor. It is Spanish. What do you say? What do you say, Cisco? What do you say, huh? Well, it seems to be a diagram of the stage directions for one of the actors from the Opera Espanol, the mm-hmm. Spanish Opera Company. Why, the swindling liars. Say that helmet was wore by Cortez. Yeah, they were lying, all right. You know, Senora I have an idea which, if it works, will get back your money for you. Yeah, what's the idea, Cisco? We'll do anything you say. You said, Senor, that this paper from the helmet looks like a map. Yeah. Now, if you were to let that thought of yours be known around town... Yeah, 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 there'd be nothing wrong in my saying I think I found a treasure map. Tell me, uh, is there anyone else in town who can read Spanish? No, no, Cisco, not at all. I'm sure of that. Well, then we will take the chance. If those coyotes, Jared and Kroger, fall into their own trap, sell them back the helmet with the paper we found. He and Cisco and Pines will be hiding in the back room to take care of them. They start any trouble. By Ginger, that'll teach him a lesson. We'll make them pay $1,200 for it, too. Elvira, $1,000. Oh, I mean $1,000. Yes, Ebenezer. Everybody in town's talking about the treasure map. They all want to throw in and help me find it. What about Jared and Kroger, Senor Doolittle? Well, they're high-tailing it over here right now, Cisco. I saw them headed this way when I came in the door. Yeah, we uh, go, got to go back in the back room quick, no? See, si, come on, Pancho. 
Oh, well, I do, Ebenezer, when they come in. Elvira, now, I'll handle it. Yes, Ebenezer. Can I stay and watch? You can stay, but you keep your tater trap closed. Greetings, gracious ladies. I intended to pay my respects sooner. Get to the point, Darby. Yes, yes, Link. You're dealing with me, Mr. Judd. What do you want? Uh, Of course, of course. I'll come right to the point. I made a mistake. This is not the helmet worn by Cortez. I have that with my other belongings in the wagon. Now, if you'd be so kind as to return this helmet... And uh, the paper we found in it... Come clean, Darby. They know. Oh, they know. Well, then, ethically and honestly, this helmet is really mine. I was not aware of its contents when I sold it to you. I'm prepared to buy it back. Oh, well, uh, for a thousand dollars? Elvira... Well, now, Mr. Jared, I don't know. All right, how much do you want? We're willing to pay your profit. Oh, it's not the profit. Uh, you're, uh, you're sure you want it? Oh, oh, positive, positive, my dear Mr. Doolittle. Here, here's the money. Uh-huh. Count it carefully. Uh-huh. And now the helmet. All right. Here it is. And the paper that was in the helmet. Oh, yes, yes, the paper. Here it is. And the bill of sale you made out to my wife. Ah, the map. We've got it. <laughs> Now all we've got to do is get that Spanish writing translated and we'll know where to look for the treasure. Perhaps I can help you, senores. I read Spanish. Well, the Cisco kid. Si and Pancho. The Spanish writing on that paper explains the stage directions to the member of the Spanish opera company who wore that helmet. We've been swindled. <laughs> no, no, senor. The helmet and a piece of paper were sold back to you. You insisted it was a map. Now, you two skulking coyotes... Get your things together and get out of this territory, Proto. And if you try any more of your swindles anywhere, I will hear about it. And you will put in a long stretch behind bars. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they run like a goblin scared robbers, they <laughs> Oh, Ebenezer, you know, I'm just so proud of you. Yeah, you got our money back. And so I'm very happy. <laughs> well, no, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Everything will be all right. I, well, I, I, I'm, I'm happy, too. Body is so happy for both of you. Body would like to see a happy ending come to good people through the good trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Pancho. Those two swindlers uh, not never trying no more swindling than Pancho thing. Well, if they have any brains at all, they will not, Pancho. They're right, Cisco. Pancho, no, because Pancho got brains. You know, Cisco, Pancho and Big Maria together. <laughs> we know everything. You and Big Maria know everything? Everything. Oh, come now, Pancho. They're right, Cisco. Pancho and Big Maria. <laughs> we know everything. Very well, then. I will ask you a question. Go ahead, Cisco. Go ahead. Ask the question. All right. Tell me. Who was the first Presidente of the United States? Who was the first Presidente? Oh, well. That's one question Big Maria knows. Oh, Pancho. Oh, Cisco.
so ends another exciting adventure with O. Henry's famous Robin Hood of the West, the Cisco Kid. Sure to listen again for another thrilling adventure of The Cisco Kid. Cisco Kid was played by Jack Mather, Poncho by Harry Lang. <laughs>